let's uh, flip the page then and talk about developing a heart to hear, which was the, the, sense, of, the sense of that scripture. We're in Luke chapter 8. We just finished the story uh, that where Jesus is explaining the parable of the seed and the soil. And then he goes on and, and he gives us another analogy. And I wanted to make sure that they were connected because when we read uh, the, this next part, which says, no one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar, uh, that we make sure that it's connected to the part above it. And what Jesus is doing is he's adding an emphasis, uh, talking about this one analogy, the seed and the soil, but, and then now he has this other analogy, the light uh, the, the, the light. And um, so I'm going to read uh, this portion of Scripture to us, and then we're just going to talk about how is it that we can keep our heart prepared to receive the Word of God so that we can do it. Because the, the dangerous part of Christianity is too much teaching. In fact, many of you have been Christians, let's say, let's just say 20 years and let's say you went to church every, every week, or you only missed two Sundays a year, right? That means 50 times 20, that's a thousand sermons. And probably 10 of those overlapped. So you, somewhere along the line, you had a thousand applications. A thousand. And then you looked and you're like, man, I should be like Jesus by now. And you realize, I am not Jesus yet. It's because I probably didn't apply all 1,000. And so it's dangerous because you hear another message, or maybe you go through Luke 8, and we're like, I just, I just heard that message on the radio. Or I remember when the pastor talked about that five years ago. And then somewhere along the line, we thought, because we heard it, it was part of us. And Jesus is making it very clear, don't, don't miss out. That when, it, when you hear something, you have to be prepared to receive it so that you can do it, and then you won't forget it, okay? And that's one of, one of the issues is that uh, American Christianity especially, it's very, a, it's very much a passive uh, sport. It's like, okay, we listen, we either high-five the pastor, if it's really good and he's got good illustrations, great, great, great comedy, and then we're like, good, good sermon, or... We go, man, all, all you were doing was talking about what Jesus talked about. See, if our heart's prepared, we don't, we don't need the extra. Now, I'll give you the extra because I can't help it. I'm part comedian. But uh, what we need is, is for our hearts to be prepared. And uh, as, as Rodney had, had said, it's because that's the thing that sets us free and that's the thing that transforms us. So without hitting all my notes at once, here we go. So just to make the connection, but the good seed, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. No one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. 
For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed, and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they think they have, will be taken from them. Now Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him, but they were not able to get near him because of the crowd. And someone told them, Hey, your mom's here. Your brothers are here, wanting to see you. And he replied, My mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. I just had to add that point too. So what, Jesus, what is Jesus talking about? He's talking about how we hear, not how we listen. Now, every once in a while, actually daily, uh, my, my wife and I will be watching, uh, she, she likes to watch HGTV. And on HGTV, uh, they're always remodeling something. It's like a dream of ours to someday remodel something in our house. Uh, and so she'll say, oh, do you like that tile? And I'll be engaged either reading something, listening to a podcast, doing something else, because I always do two things at once. I'm watching HDTV, and then I do something else. And, and, and then I'll say to her, huh? I'm listening to her, but I'm not hearing her. There's a difference between listening to someone and hearing someone. One is very much about having a relationship, and one is very much about getting information. You guys get, got it? Now, how many other men have ever had this problem? You, you hear, <laughs> you, you, you listen and don't hear. I know, I know. It's like, how many times have I asked you that? I'm like, I thought I told you. It's like, okay, I heard it. I didn't, I, or I listened, but I didn't, I didn't hear. So that's what Jesus is talking about with the word of God. And that's what he says. He says, um, when he begins to explain this parable, he says, the seed is the word of God. This amazingly precious, amazing thing that can actually transform and bring fruit into your life and blessing into your life, as James calls it. He says, when we do it, we get a blessing. And it's just, it's amazing how when we read you know, sometimes, have you ever read your Bible and, and then put it away and it never even got to your heart? How many have ever read your Bible and it's like, it, it, it's like a, it's just like a novel. It's like, that's cool, you know? When we read, we're supposed to read slowly enough, kind of like we do with our sacred reading. The, reading the, the reason that we read and reflect together is that when we hear, we're supposed to say, this is what, this is what hits me. If that doesn't happen, then we're not seeing the preciousness of what the Word of God wants to do. So, first point, how do we hear in a way that's worthy of the Scripture? The first way, way is to hear to respond. So anytime you hear a message, you're supposed to say, oh man, I hope he doesn't tell me to respond, uh, right? Because wouldn't it be better if I just talked to you all about the, the ancient history of, of lamps and light and, and, and the, the beds that they had back then. 
You know, when he said, you wouldn't hide your light under your bed, I could explain, the, you know, the nuances of the bed. You know what the nuances of the bed are? They didn't have beds like us. When we, when we think about hiding your light under a bed, we're like, oh, cool. I would never do that. It would burn my mattress. But they didn't sleep uh, on elevated beds. They, they just had, you know, like a, a bedroll. And if you put a bedroll on top of a lamp, of a lit object, what would happen to it? It would do what? No, it wouldn't burn down. It would just go out. How many have thrown a blanket on a fire before? It would just go out. So Jesus is saying, I don't hear in such a way that it goes out, not that it burns down, okay? Because that would create more light, and he would be like, hey, let's do that. Throw it under the bed and see if it burns the house down. No, we don't do that. Okay, so I'm not talking about the nuances of beds. I'm talking about hearing the word of God. Actually, I just kind of slipped that in, didn't I? Okay. But sometimes Christians, they get enamored, you know, by the great, uh, the great teachers that give every background. And I wish I had time for that. We, we don't have like the hour and a half message time. We have like the half hour. It's like, I gotta, I gotta hustle through this. Um, and that's why I, I don't explain all those wonderful things that I study all week. Um, but instead, we're people who are looking to say, what is it in this word that can, can get placed in my soil? Now, sometimes we're not ready, right? Uh, Jesus, last week we talked about the soil, and sometimes we have rocks in our soil. Sometimes the soil is hard. And it's important for us, even before we, we come to church and we're, we're gonna, we know we're going to hear some either the sacred reading or, the, or this word, um, to have our hearts prepared and say, Lord, when I get when I get there, I want to be able to be a hearer of the word so that I can do it. Yes? Okay. So how do we respond? The first way we respond is by having a prepared heart. Okay? Already saying, Lord, whatever I read, whatever I hear, I want to have a heart that is open to you. Because God's word is actually powerful. You know that. The reason that we prayed today was based upon the word of God. Not just based on, on our own thinking, but if God says, pray, then, then we should say, yes, okay, I'm going to respond in that way. Does that make sense? Now, here's another way, and as, as I was thinking about this this week, the teacher tends to be the best student, right? Now, and, and uh, I want to I want to flip this for you because a lot of times we have this passive hearing and it's like oh I heard you know that was either a good message or uh, that was interesting what you brought up or even I'm going to do that. But the way Jesus teaches us is he wants disciples to be people who hear and then do it in order to hand it out to someone else. So when we listen to any message, when we read our Bibles, which I do a lot, of, I have a lot of notes about a lot of things I'd like to tell a lot of people. We should, in, we should take it in in such a way that we want to find a way to give it out. Because the best way not to forget is to give. Does that make sense? Okay, so if, if you're listening today, and, and I, I say the first thing we should do is we should hear to respond. You should share that with someone today. Or I should, I should hear in such a way that I'm going to teach this or pass this on to another person. Okay? When we, when we, when we hear to pass, we hear differently 
than if we're passive. Okay? Um, and that's why, uh, you, you know, most of these messages, they really get me. Because I'll spend, you know, I'll spend a lot of time. It's like, okay, I've got to make sure that I get this to people so that they can take it in. But if you have that same thing in your mind, then you're ready, ready to go. Okay. So, so Jesus, he, he's, he says, I, I want, I want you to be prepared to take this in. But then he, then he gives us this kind of this weird thing. He says, no one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar. And hides it in a clay jar or puts it under the bed. And a lot of times, if we don't listen with the intent to produce, it extinguishes it. And then so many people, they wonder, why is my life not fruitful? It's because they're not taking the word and elevating it so that others can see. It's the same point of when you hear it, See who you can give it to. Uh, go to go to work tomorrow and say, you know, my pastor talked about how I can be more receptive to the Word of God. Okay, if you're if you're going to work tomorrow, <laughs> and you say, hey, and you say, well, what did he say? Well, he said I should listen like a teacher, <laughs> and and so I want to share that with you. But if we don't have that in mind, then we will forget. We will look in that mirror and we will walk away, and we'll forget. And then we'll wait till the next time this is spoken, and we'll go, man, I remember you taught this before. Okay? So there is, so we must prepare ourselves. We must be ready to share it. Um, I'll go on. Maybe. <laughs> uh, this, is so be- this is so beautiful. Now, the second way that we uh, should prepare ourselves to hear is we should get ready to repent. Say, what? Now, now, when I say the word repent, a lot of times, uh, immediately people put a negative connotation on that. Uh, Rodney hit it right today when he was saying, when we do the word of God, it sets us free. Does that sound like a bad word? If I say repent and it sets you free, is that a bad word? No. You know, we, we, we sang it about, you know, the mention of his name. Every chain will break. That's a good thing, right? At the mention of his name. And so um, this, this has been a practice of mine for a long time because we, I know that my life is not like Jesus. So when I hear the word of God, when I read the word of God, I look at it and say, which part of this is not me yet. How many have ever struggled with sin? Like, huh? Anybody ever struggle with sin? Attitudes, sexuality, things, things like that. Anybody? Anybody here? And one of the reasons we we hit it. I, I was thinking about this. And I journaled on it a month ago or so. Uh, so the word sin in the Greek it means to miss the mark. I mean, it's like a it's like an archer that has a target, and he aims, and he misses the mark. Okay? He, maybe he misses the whole target, right? And when we sin, that's like us, right? It's like, miss the whole target. But I was thinking, very few Christians even have the target. They're just throwing arrows all over and going, why do I keep missing the mark? It's because you don't have the real target. The real target is the holiness of God. It's like, okay, if I'm struggling with some kind of sin, 
I'm not aiming for the holiness of God. I'm just trying to miss my sin. But does that make sense? And I think, I, I, I mean, it just kind of came to me as a revelation. It's like, why do I keep going here? It's because I haven't set a true target to where I'm trying to go. So if I'm having a bad attitude and just trying to not have a bad attitude, instead I draw the target of kindness or Jesus. And I go, okay, I want to aim there. I don't want to aim to miss my other, my other point. And so when I'm coming to repent, I have to say, where am I going? Not what am I trying to miss? Okay. Now, I, I told you a couple weeks ago that I, I have long lists of things that I need to repent of. Repentance is a good thing. All it's doing is saying, wherever my life is not exuding the character of Christ, that's where I want to go. And so um, when I don't see it, then I write down, it's like, oh, you're not praying in that way. You know, you're not walking in the Spirit. You're not. And so I repent and I say, Lord, you know that I wander. And I bring it to him. And then I tell him what I want. I don't want to wander. I want to walk strongly with you. Okay. So that's the same thing Jesus is saying here. He's saying, um, for there's nothing hidden that will not be disclosed. When I read that, he's not talking about, you know, search me, O God, and find out if there's any wicked way within me. He's just saying that when the light of the Word of God comes to us, it reveals where Jesus wants to transform us. And then it's up to us to determine, Lord, am I willing to give it all all to you, or am I going to withhold something for myself? Or, as Rodney pointed out, and I I, I think one of the issues is, is we deceive ourselves or we are deceived by the enemy to think that God's way is not best. God's way always works. It's always best, even if we don't see it, right? We're like, you know, it's like, oh man, I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't lie, but, you know, it, this, this way of speaking will get me out of something, right? But God's like, no, go with the pain of telling the truth. Because in the long run, both eternally and even now, people will see you as an honest person rather than one that might not tell the truth. Does that make sense? So we hear in such a way that we are ready to repent. We aim to align to what God has for us. Because the coolest part about the Word of God is it transforms us into into the image of Christ. What could be more encouraging than that? Right? I just love it. Okay. And then last but not least, um, we hear in such a way to relate. Because Jesus isn't just giving us stuff to think about or ways to become nicer, kinder, more peaceful. The reason he's teaching us is so that we'll know his heart and we'll be able to relate to his heart. How do we know this? It's because he t- this, it is a funny story. Now Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him. 
I mean, we, we learned earlier that a big crowd came and they're like, hey, Jesus is near, near the house. Let's go see him. Right? They didn't call ahead. They came late because they thought, hey, um, it's mom. You know, what's he going to do? And, and it's kind of weird that Jesus is like, okay, mom, I know you're out there somewhere. You know, it's like, I don't even know how they got the word. You know, they're like way in the back. They came way late to church. And, uh, and the brothers are there. And he says, hold on a second here. Mom, I'll, I'll, I'll come over for dinner. Just chill. I'm teaching something here. <laughs> and he says, my mother and my brothers are those who hear God's word and then put it into practice. He's talking about having a family relationship with, with us. Those that are predisposed to hear him can walk with him in a way that no other people can. In fact, he, he warns the people earlier in when he's talking about the parable of the seed is that you're going to hear in such a way that you'll never get it. And it's because people think that Christianity is something that we just do, that it's a religious thing, instead of that Christianity is coming into a relationship with God in a way that we hear Him, and we talk to Him, and we hear Him, and we talk to Him, and we change, and we become, and we have a relationship with him. And that's the hardest part of walking with God. Because there's something in our mind that keeps flipping backwards to I'm just trying to learn this instead of I'm just trying to know him. So when we come to the word of God and Jesus says, Don't hide your, this light. Don't extinguish it. He's giving us an encouragement. And then we can go to him and say, Lord, how, where am I extinguishing the words? And he'll show you. He'll say, you know what? I was talking to you yesterday about this and that. And you went on. You got busy. You decided to check your email. And I was talking to you. And you put it out. Does that happen to anybody? Anybody have, you're you're having your time alone with God, and he's starting to speak to you, and then you get distracted. Has that happened to anybody here, or is it only me? It's like, I need to check my email. Why? God's talking to you, or he's ready to talk to you. And you say, oh, I'm busy with something else that's so mundane and so not eternal. And my prayer for us is that we will pursue a heart to hear Him. Because He will encourage us like no one else. He will comfort us like no one else. He will reveal who He really is and our minds will be blown Because Jesus is not who we think he is. 
We only have a small kind of, like, I think he's like this. But when you know him, as he desires to know you, you'll say, ah, that's who you are. You know, in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said, you know, there'll be many who will walk with me and say, I did great things in your name. And, and we did, and, you know, we, we were following you. And Jesus will say, I never knew you. And that would seem like a scary scripture, except that Jesus is saying, it's an invitation. It's like, you can know me. It's, it's, it's not a judgment. It's a reality. He was saying it to people that that wasn't the case yet. He was saying, know me. Know me. So with that, we could all use a little more development in a heart to hear. Every time we come to the Word of God, whether in our own time or when we come together, say, Lord, I want to do your will. Jesus said that. I want to align myself, because repentance is really just aligning yourself to the purpose of God. If I'm off, I want to be on. And then lastly, hearing to learn how to hear his voice, because he wants to wants us to really know him. So with that, let's just pause for a moment. Lord, we've read this piece here, this short thing that happened in your life that Luke wrote down. He said, I I need to write this down. This is going to be important for people. And Lord, we want to hear what you have to say about it. That you say, don't, don't extinguish what you hear. Don't walk away from it. The seed is this beautiful word of God that goes forth in the earth. And when it's received by a heart that's good and ready, it produces 30, 60, and 100 times. Through perseverance, Lord, and I thank you that each and every one here, we've experienced that. We've pressed through to see your word accomplish itself. And we've pressed through to be able to hear your voice. And Lord, we thank you that you've called us into this great relationship. That people who hear are brothers, sisters, mothers, to you. Which is such a privilege that you call us into a a relationship with you. So Lord... We now hear your word, and we seek to follow you each day. We want to know you more. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, and we pray that this week you would speak 
words to us so that we can know you better. Through your word and through your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. That's, yeah, I, the reason, uh, we, when we were praying, I, I was thinking, um, the, the reason Christianity isn't an individual sport is because we cannot do the gospel alone. No one's been able to, even in the best circumstances. He always puts people together to accomplish it. And so by you confessing that out front, now we've all heard it. Your husband's like going to say, hey, did you call? Did, did, did the Lord speak to you today? Maybe that's a good question we should ask each other. Did the Lord speak to you at all today? Uh, no, too busy. No, he's like, you know, yeah, I was thinking and somebody's popped into my head or um, because we need to encourage one another every day, Um, that uh, every day. Uh, The world seems like from, I mean, the world's always been a hard place. I mean, aren't you glad you don't live in the 1600s? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. you know, so we have it pretty good, even though it can be hard. We have our own set of circumstances that we worry about. They're advanced worries. They're technologically advanced. Um, but when we share it with one another, all of a sudden the burden gets alleviated. So, so don't forget that God called us together to share with one another. Thank you guys for sharing. Okay, we uh, Rob and Rosie made lunch for us, so we're going to eat that. Let me sign off with the, the group here today. Uh, thank you for joining us. Um, let's take these words to heart that we'll do the Word of God, whatever the Word of God is speaking to us this week. Um, but tell someone, hey, I'm doing the Word of God this week. And uh, I guarantee you'll be blessed because that's what James tells us, so through the Word of God. Have a great week, and we will see you guys later. Bye-bye.